What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year, everyone. We are back. Uh, Sterling Holmes at HomeStressKC. <laughs> Ian McMillan at Ian MacBets. We are back for Stacking the Box. Week 18. We took last week off for the holidays. Uh, I had COVID the week before, too. So uh, I've been off for a couple weeks. I'm glad to be back. Sterling, I missed you. I missed you. Yeah, I'm, I had to bust the kazoo out just to get everyone hyped up for this show. Who would have thought that my dog would be confused by that? But he sure enough is. Yeah, there you go. There you go, bud. Yeah, that's me being an idiot with a kazoo. But I'm excited. I've missed you. It has been way too long. Football is still going on. And we're getting to the very fun part of the season yes it is week 18 uh and it's an exciting week 18 too there are a lot of different outcomes that could happen i if my memory serves correct i think last year's week 18 was kind of boring where most things were locked up not the case this year a lot of different things that could happen in week 18 we're going to get through all of them really quick though uh want to let you know that uh, stacking the box is partnering with Sleeper Daily Fantasy to give new users a first deposit match up to $100. Use code FANSIDED2. That is FANSIDED, the number two, when signing up to receive your deposit match. Please remember to always get game responsibly. Scan the QR code if you're watching this on YouTube uh, to see if you qualify. Um, yeah, week 18. Um, Sterling, I do want to address something right off the top before we get in the show here. Uh, you did go deep in our uh, Survivor matchup. You beat me by like 10 weeks. Um, I said I was going to get you a gift. What I'm actually going to do, and I haven't done it yet. I've, I'll blame the COVID I had over the holidays. I'm going to send you your winning prize, and then whenever you receive it, the next show, I'm going to get you to open it up uh, live on uh, on the show. How about that? This is outstanding. I am all the way in. So I, I do need your address. So after the show, send me your address, and I'm going to send you your you winning do it prize. right now. I'll just tell, tell you yes. right now. I'm sure that's... <laughs> Yeah, just put it out there. So, hey, maybe you'll get uh, prizes for multiple people. if you That know. or hate mail. Yes. That or hate or the mail. Other. Yeah. Uh, let's start off, as always, with biggest winners and losers from week 17. Sterling, why don't you start us off? Yeah, let's go. Let's go winners, right? Let's start off on, the, on a positive note to start the new year. Uh, Rams. The Rams are my big, biggest winner. There, there, there are a couple of ways I could have gone with this, but I thought the Rams – a team that was horrendous last year, banged mm-hmm. up with injuries, obviously. But then going into this season, I was so down on them. Uh, I didn't believe in them. Uh, Puka Nakua's emergence has obviously been a massive boost to that team. But even with Cooper Cup missing some games, Stafford still banged up at times. They're in the playoffs. They found a way to get it done. Matt Stafford is playing some incredible football, very underrated. I mean, their defense is not playing good. Special teams is not good right now. And that offense is finding ways to get it done. I got to tip my cap because, again, I I was not high on the Rams. I still don't really believe in them. But yet, what do you know? They're in the playoffs. So here's to you, L.A. Rams fans. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, 
I mean, I'm not going to come out and say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they are a, I would say they are a dark horse candidate. If someone were to say that the Rams have a, like, they certainly have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Like, if someone were to say, yeah, as a long shot bet, take the Rams, like, you're not going to argue against it. Where there are some, a couple of other teams, like, you're not going to take the NFC South winner uh, to win the Super Bowl. If the Seahawks sneak in, or even if the Packers get in, you're probably not going to, you know, predict uh, either of those teams would win the Super Bowl. But the Rams, also, let's not forget, uh, the Ravens, who have looked absolutely unbeatable the past few weeks, the last scare they had was against this Rams team. This Rams team scored 31 points against them and took them to overtime. Uh, the Ravens ended up winning. So the Rams have not only looked fantastic, they've done it against some of the best teams in the NFL lately too. So uh, it is a little bit of a shame that uh, this uh, Week 18 game means nothing for the 49ers because we're not going to get a true matchup between the current version of the Rams and the current version of the 49ers. But nonetheless... Uh, the Rams are a team to watch in the playoffs for sure. Uh, my biggest winner, speaking of the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I know we we obviously didn't do a show last week, uh, the week before I was off. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, for those who don't know, has locked up NFL MVP. If you look at the betting odds, it's like minus 9,000. It's like a 99% chance he's going to win. Uh, RIP to my Brock Purdy 14 to 1 ticket. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, I mean, what a way to put, you know, a stamp on an MVP resume. Uh, Last week, he threw for five touchdowns, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I do have another take that I'm going to talk a little bit later in the show about Lamar Jackson winning MVP. But at the end of the day, like with most of these season-long awards, it's really not about how you start. It's about how you finish a season. Uh, and then when it was kind of – he was the favorite, but there were still some questions hitting into last week. Uh, he went out and threw 321 yards, five touchdowns. So uh, that was enough. Uh, he is your 2023 NFL MVP. Uh, so he is my biggest winner of the week. Yeah, I, I was going to say Ravens in general, but uh, we'll yep. probably talk about them a little later on. But again, the Ravens just, my goodness. I, I said early on when they were either losing close games and every game seemed like a struggle, I go, you just wait. They are a sleeping yep. giant. And what happened? They were a sleeping giant. Yep. Todd Munkin, I, I, I perpetually said, was one of the biggest, if not the most influential off-season signings, off-season acquisitions of any team in the NFL. The OC of the Ravens has getting it, is getting it done. They've just completely opened up that offense. Uh, Isaiah Likely has really started to break out as a legitimate tight end um, one. And then when Mark Andrews ever comes back, I mean, that 12 personnel is going to be absolutely filthy. Um, and it doesn't matter who the running back is. They just get touchdowns. Does not matter. They could put almost anyone back there, and they find ways to get it done. Ravens right now, they are winning, winning, winning. Um, for me, biggest loser, though, Eagles and Nick Sirianni. We've talked about it almost perpetually now, week after yeah. week. But, I mean, what a fall. Yeah. What a fall. Ever since Nick Sirianni was a, uh, a clown taking shots at Chiefs fans, which was a very weird situation. What did you want Chiefs fans to do? What do you want fans – and this is not me being a Chiefs guy. Just in general, you're yelling at fans saying, well, you're being pretty quiet now. Like, you want fans to be quiet during the game when you're on the road? Like, it was a perplexing mindset from Sirianni. Then you see his play calls. You see what they do. They're just, I think Jalen Hurts is still a good quarterback. But I think Nick Sirianni is in over his head. I'm wondering if the talent has been so good for so long that he just couldn't bleep it up. And this year, now they have a little bit of issues and the coordinators are both gone. He's he's in over his head. He, he's not able to um, elevate any of that talent. He's bringing them down. Uh, so for me, it's Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. They are my biggest loser. Yeah, was I the first person to call rightfully call them frauds? I, I, I yeah. think everyone called me a moron when I said that and called me crazy. But uh, here we are. Uh, and they have actually been, turned out to be even more fraudulent than I thought. Two weeks ago, I actually bet on them to cover against the Giants, and I actually jumped off the Eagles or frauds train a little bit too early. Um, they've actually exceeded my expectations for how much they've imploded down the final stretch of the season. I knew that their, their record wasn't sustainable based on their metrics and, and, you know, a lot of their underlying numbers, but even they have shocked me for how bad they've been down the stretch. I just don't get it. Like the, the, the names, the talent, it's all yeah. there. Like it's all there. And it's, they just can't get, I mean, and again, you, you're right. It took a 61 yarder from Jake Elliott in the, in the, in a monsoon to, to get it done. Like there are an absurd amount of issues. Then of course, in the uh, Alabama Michigan game last night in overtime after two timeouts um, that 
final play call on fourth and three must have been from the Nick Sirianni playbook because that was just atrocious. Yeah, and I think for the Eagles, it's defense more than anything else. Uh, we are going to talk with the Eagles a little bit later because they, they have blown the NFC East bad. Um, so we'll, we'll talk, we'll dive into them a little bit more later. Uh, my biggest loser is Russell Wilson. We didn't talk about this last week, obviously, cause we didn't have a show. Uh, so he's kind of more like the week last week's biggest loser, but since we didn't have a show, I'm just going to move forward to this week. Uh, his time in Denver is done. Uh, he has been benched. Uh, they benched him just in case. Cause I think there's a clause that if he gets hurt the last, or if he gets hurt, like there's something to do with his contract. I don't know if he exactly. doesn't pass a physical by a certain date. And so that's why they're having right. him sit out. They did it with uh, um, Derek Carr last year with, this, with the uh, Raiders, right? Oh, right. There's a certain date we have to pass a physical. And if you can't pass a physical, all of that money would become guaranteed. And the uh, Broncos said, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, he was uh, supposed to be their savior uh, when they signed him there a couple weeks ago. Huge contract. Um, and he still now he, he has played two seasons with the Broncos. And the stat that is hilarious is he has fewer wins with a or no fewer touchdown passes, I think it is. Or is it wins? So one of those two, then he has toilets in his house because he has 12 bathrooms in his house. <laughs> um, it's either wins or touchdown passes, one of the two. Uh, but his, his time in Denver has not gone well. Um, I am now a little bit concerned because, you know, a potential landing spot for Russell Wilson, Atlanta, which would be not fun for me. Um, so he is the biggest loser of last week, um, but it makes me nervous. Uh, I don't think any team should sign him. I think I think he's done. He's washed. He's old enough now, but someone will because uh, a lot of the moves NFL teams make. Uh, are stupid, and this will be one of them. So, some team will sign him, and he'll get another chance, and it won't go well. Well, he'll get an opportunity on a very cheap contract, but it's going to be up to him whether he accepts a said less lesser contract. A, yeah. You know, one year, even $10 million, I mean, you might say it's crazy, the amount of money, but obviously you look at quarterback contracts, and Daniel Jones is getting paid $40 right. mil a year. Some team's going to offer him one for ten. Um, is that Atlanta? I don't know. Is it the Steelers who have a carousel at quarterback? I don't know, but I do agree with you. I do think he gets another opportunity. Again, if you take the contract out of it, he's not a good quarterback, but he's not as atrocious as folks have said he is. The contract plays a massive part in this. Um, the Broncos obviously on the hook for a lot, a lot of money, but you might as well get out of it now. Have one year, two years where you are, um, struggling in the words of Joe Namath struggling and then bounce back instead of trying it for four more seasons. They're, they're going to cut their losses. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk and uh, let's talk about the top story of the week, which is obviously the playoffs. I uh, mentioned at the top of the show, uh, this is a very good week 18, a lot of different things uh, that can happen. I think we should start with the obvious, and uh, it is the game that got flexed to uh, Sunday Night Football, rightfully so. It is the Bills and the Dolphins, and it's fascinating because the Bills can be as high as the number two seed in the playoffs, or they can not be in the playoffs whatsoever, which is unbelievable that one week of action, one day of NFL games, and they can either be on the highest of highs or their season's over. Uh, so the scenario is, if people don't know, uh, if they uh, win uh, the, against the Dolphins, uh, then they will clinch the AFC East title in the number two spot. Or the opposite side of that spectrum is if they lose and the Steelers beat the Bengals, no, Ravens, sorry, Steelers beat the Ravens and the Jaguars beat the Titans, then they're out of the playoffs. Which, if you don't know, the Ravens have already clinched the one seed, so Lamar Jackson most likely is sitting and all the starters are sitting. So you might say, oh, Steelers, they're not beating the Ravens. Well, hold on a second. Steelers need to win to make the playoffs, and the Ravens are sitting their guys. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so Steelers are four point favorites and Jaguars are three point favorites against the Titans. So both teams that the Bills would need to lose to clinch a spot before even playing are both favorites by field goal or more. Uh, so if both the Steelers and the Jaguars win Sunday night is if the Bills win, they're the number two seed. If they lose, they're out of the playoffs, which is crazy. And if you're sitting here as a Chiefs fan right now, you're sitting in the three, you're locked to the three. Well, the Bills right now are in the six. If they win, Miami most likely moves down to the six. Yeah. It's not a good situation for Kansas City fans. Um, most likely you're playing either the Bills or the Dolphins, right? I think that's probably the, the, the most likely scenario. Um, and then, of course, uh, I, I've said for a while now, I think teams should be able to pick who they play in the playoffs. Ooh. I know it would start a lot of drama, but what does the NFL love? They love drama. You want more Jamar Chase talking smack? How about you get to pick your opponent? So you the ones who get to buy, but two seed then gets to pick who they want to play. Okay. Then the three seed gets to pick who they want to play. And, and then the, the last seed obviously gets to pick the the leftovers. So you're then do, you car- do you carry that into the second round or how does the second round work after that? Good call. Good right. call. I, I think it'd be fun though, man, because I think you'd start the offseason, you'd start the uh, the week leading up drama, right? Oh, right. Oh, they wanted to play us. We're going to show them. Like, it, it'd be insane. It'd be like WWE. It'd be great. But not only do you get that, you also have the case of who would you rather play? The Browns with Joe Flacco or the Bills who've been on an absolute heater? You'd play the Browns, right? Yeah, probably. But, but they're the five. Right. Like, so I think there's some some fascinating ways you can make that work and still have some fun with it while still being fair. Interesting. I don't hate that idea. Um, Other clinching scenarios. Let's stick with the AFC here. Uh, The Colts and the Texans fascinating game because the winner of that one is in the playoffs. The loser of that one's out of the playoffs. Winning Mm -hmm. in as as straightforward as as it can be. Now, the winner can actually still actually win the AFC South. So if the winner there, if the Jaguars lose, the Titans, then the winner of Texans Colts wins the AFC South. So the winner will at least be a wild card team, if not the AFC South champs. The losers are done. Um, if it's a tie, then the Colts are in over the Texans. So the Colts kind of have that like small percentage advantage uh, over the Texans. Um, it is in Indianapolis. Sterling, you have been a Texans defender even in the offseason. Uh, I don't think you predicted playoffs, but you said they were going to be a lot better than people expected. Now, here they are. Uh, with a chance to get in the playoffs. Do they take the final step here and beat the Colts? Yeah, I said around 500 was my best guess um, preseason. But, man, you look at this game, it's so hard because the Colts are the weirdest team. Every single game, every single game the Colts play in makes zero sense. 
Right. There, there's always something wonky happening, and it's in Indy. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud's been electric all season long, only five interceptions. He's missed a couple games because of concussion, but he's back. I, I will say the loss of Tank Dell has been noticeable for me for the Texans offense. I like Nico Collins a lot. Mm. I like Dalton Schultz, and he's been banged up too. Um, I think I'm going with the home team here. If it was played in Houston, I'd probably roll with them. Wow. But I, I, I just think the loss of Tank Dell has been such a noticeable deficit for the Texans offense. And the, and the Colts, they, they seem to win a lot of times in the margins, right? They, they, they win with a blocked punt. They win with a, a pick six. They win with Gardner Minshew all of a sudden throwing a 75-yard touchdown to Michael Pittman. Like, I, I think something weird happens and goes the Colts' way in this game. I'm shocked, Sterling. You have been a the number one Texans defender, and then here in their moment of need, you abandon them. I am an honest man. I am not a man who is swayed by bandwagon fans. I'm not a man who won't stick with his gumption. I'm a man who's honest, and I honestly believe the Colts win this game. I think the Texans do. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be interesting if you're curious about the odds. Uh, Colts are one-point home favorite, so it's – Almost quite literally a coin flip. So that's going to be interesting as well. In the AFC, um, obviously the Jaguars uh, need to uh, win to win the division. Um, And that's it. Jaguars are also, or Jaguars can get in if both the Steelers and for some reason the Broncos probably because of tiebreaker lose, then they also get in if Houston or the Colts doesn't end in a tie. And they, I guess, clinch a wild card, uh, wild card berth even <laughs> with a loss. So, uh, but they would lose the division though. Uh, so the Jaguars, for the most part, need to win um, if they want to get in. Uh, Dolphins have already made a play, uh, clinch a playoff spot, but they need to uh, win in order to win the AFC East uh, or tie. If the Dolphins and Bills tie on Sunday Night Football, the Divi- the AFC East does go to Miami, uh, and then you have the Steelers, who they get in with a win and a Buffalo loss, a win and a Jacksonville loss, or a win and a Texans-Colts tie, or the other ones are very complicated involving a bunch of ties, so I'm not going to read all those because we're not going to get multiple ties. Uh, So basically, they need a win, and they need either the Jaguars or the Bills to lose. Man. If if they make the playoffs, Mike Tomlin's coach of the year. Yes. I agree. I know Stefanski's been doing it with a whole bunch of quarterbacks too, but that defense is absolutely elite. Steelers have getting it done with a fine defense. Like they're, they're not elite, but they're fine. Yeah. Wide receivers who are throwing fits, who have been injured. You mm-hmm. lost Pat Fryermuth for a huge chunk, chunk of the season. Yeah. Your quarterback has been rotating through Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, who's been atrocious. Um, Doug Hodges is still there. Is he has he started a game? I mean, like it, it's been hilarious. Uh, and also, I think he should if he if they do that, just because it should be a, a career award for him because he has been like the number two for coach of the year for like several years. And like he's, in my opinion, outside of Bill Belichick, the past like what ten or fifteen years, he's been the best coach in the NFL, and he still hasn't won coach of the year. So was it seventeen straight seasons with a without a losing record, which right. is just. Which has already been clinched for him this year as well. Hmm. Because the Steelers are currently at nine and seven. So that's crazy. The Steelers nine and seven. Um, All right, let's switch over to the NFC uh, for some uh, playoff recap here. Um, Number one thing I want to talk about. So let's just talk about it right, right at the start. The Atlanta Falcons. After everything that has happened, I'm just saying a fact after, after everything that has happened, the heartbreaking losses, Losing to like four of the first five teams, four of the worst five, four of the worst five worst teams in the NFL, the Falcons have lost to the season. They lost to the Titans, lost to the Commanders, lost to the Panthers once, uh, lost to the Cardinals. After all of this, the Falcons can win the NFC South. They have to beat the Saints, who they've already beat this season. And then the more unlikely scenario is the Bucks got to lose to the Panthers. If the Falcons beat the Saints and the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, it's that easy. The Falcons are the NFC South champions. I'm all in. I think it happens. I actually think it's going to happen. I'm at a loss for words. Your fandom. See, this is why. You see, I, I love the Texans. I like watching them. They're fun. But I, right. I but I, 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 I'm an honest man. 
you are letting the Falcons fandom overcome reality here. You think, you think not only do the Falcons beat the Saints, which they've done already this year, fact or fiction. Sure. Yeah, no, that, that that's fact. So, that's so you, fact. Know, you think they go two and zero and sweep? Okay, yeah, sure, sure, pal. And then the other side of things, you think the Buccaneers, the chance to make the playoffs, fall to the worst team in the NFL? It's happened before. Yeah, it happened. The Colts Col- 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 did it with, with, with it? the Jags. Yes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the Jags were the worst team in the NFL. I'm. I'm. No. You. You were just. I think it's going to happen. You're I doing it because wait. you. We have a bet on this. Oh, that's well, yeah. Well, I need them to win a playoff game too, which is not going to happen. I am shocked by your. There are teams enthusiasm. with enthusiasm in terms of things that you need to happen to make the playoffs. There are teams with less of a chance than the Falcons. All they got to do is win, and then the Buccaneers lose. That's all they have to do. That's it. That's all. On they the road have in to New do. Orleans, three point underdog. I think the Buccaneers are a five point favorite or so, or something like that. Six they point are. favorite. And all they have to do is that's win it. the NFC South, going eight and nine. Wow. And it, it does sting with how many games the Falcons have let slip. Like their last game against the Buccaneers actually outplayed them the entire game and let it slip right at the end. There's the Falcons should be in the playoffs. It's it's tough. No, no team from the NFC South should be in the playoffs. Yeah, that's probably true. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, after the Eagles... Hear, hear me out. No, imagine that. <laughs> imagine the Bills miss the playoffs and the Falcons are hosting a playoff game at 8-9. Got to win your division. Got to win your division. Oh, I know it's different conferences and everything, but just that, that would have to sting so bad for Bills fans. Of course. Uh, we can move on. We don't have to stick with the Falcons too much, but I, I, I am very, 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 very excited for Sunday, and it will end in heartbreak. What will happen is the Falcons, I think, will actually win their game, and then the Panthers will be like winning the whole game against the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers come back and win right at the end, and I'll. <laughs> they go for two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eagles, after basically looking like they were going to win even just like a couple weeks ago, they were still massive favorites to win the NFC East, have completely collapsed now, and now have lost control of uh, their own destiny. Uh, If the Cowboys beat the Washington Commanders, who are 4-12, and the Cowboys win the NFC East. Or if the Eagles lose, the Cowboys can lose to the Commanders, and the Eagles lose to the Giants, they still win the NFC East. Yeah, this was a collapse by the Eagles. And and by the way, I mean, obviously part of it has to be said where the Cowboys did get a very beneficial call. Um, Obviously, calls go team's way every single week, right? You know, it's always tough because you can focus on that play and definitively say that was wrong and the the Lions would have won. But how many calls in the game go against a team and no one brings up because it happened in the second quarter? I've been a pretty big proponent of that. Now, I hate the Cowboys and I've always liked the Lions because they're the lovable losers, right? So I was very angry in that moment. But again, there's always those situations where you take a step back and say, all right, that call sucks. They need need to be accounted for. The the, the refs need to be held accountable and they got downgraded and probably won't host a playoff game. But it's just frustrating when you see a legitimate call that is very blatantly wrong and the refs still trying to defend it post game. And you're sitting here going, just admit it, J- just admit it. And don't, don't give us, well, you know what? We blew another call against the lions. Come on, man. Like it's frustrating. It's the same, same refs that blew four calls on the final drive in the chiefs Packers game. Right. Same, yeah. same ref crew. So they're, they're just atrocious. Yeah, unfortunately, the refs have been a bigger uh, storyline this season than uh, what we would want. Um, I just did think of something. I hate to go back to the Falcons, but just bear with me for a quick second. Falcons win the NFC South. They host a playoff game. You know who they'd be hosting? Most likely Hmm. the Eagles, who have completely collapsed on the stretch. (laughs) That's my path to a state dinner. That, That might be your path. If there's any team you want to face right now in the playoffs, it's the Eagles. 
possible. Uh, what a terrible matchup that's good. That's going to be the NFC South win. And neither of those teams deserve to move on to the second round of the playoffs. And one of them will. Um, in terms of the wild card berths uh, in the NFC, obviously lines have already clinched uh, the NFC North. Uh, 49ers are the number one seed. Uh, Cowboys most likely going to win the NFC East. We already talked with the NFC South, the wild card. The Rams have already clinched one. Um, and the other NFC East teams already clinched one. So the final wild card berth, the team with the advantage is the Packers. All they got to do is beat the Bears. Now, the issue is this was actually the exact same scenario we had last year where it was between the Packers and the Seahawks for the most part. Uh, if the Packers just beat the Lions, they would have been in the playoffs. The Seahawks needed to beat the Rams it was last year, and the Packers had to lose, and that's what happened. So we have the exact same situation between these two teams again this year. If the Seahawks beat the Rams and the Packers lose, then the Seahawks get in. Uh, other teams still have a chance. The Vikings have a chance. It's a very long shot chance. Uh, they got to beat the Lions as underdogs. They also need the Packers to lose and the Seahawks to lose um, and either the Buccaneers or Saints to lose. So they need three different teams to lose. Well, you um, think those both happen. You think both the Bucks and Saints lose. So you're, you're, you're saying the Seahawks get in. <laughs> uh well the seahawks yeah i actually well i do think the seahawks get in i don't think the vikings get in because both the buccaneers and the saints losing doesn't do anything for them they just need one of those two to lose and then they need both the packers and the seahawks to lose by the way uh, I, I, any I other team no away. that's I, I i think the bears beat the packers i think the packers choke again yeah, I think the Seahawks get in. I think the Seahawks beat the Cardinals, and I think the the Bears beat the Packers. Yeah, I, I also wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals beat the um, Seahawks either, though. So uh, you, so I wonder what happens if. Oh, then it would be. What happens if everyone loses? Yeah. Like if the Viking, if the Vikings lose the Lions, yeah. The uh, Seahawks lose to the Cardinals. The yeah. Packers lose to the Bears. This the Saints would get in if the Saints win. If the Saints beat the Falcons, they get in the wild card spot. You might get two NFC South teams in there. That would be hilarious. That if, would be if wild. after all this, you get two uh, NFC South teams. But I will say, Arizona fans should be at least a little excited. Uh, I know the, the Eagles we've mentioned have been on a, a downturn, but again, that's a legit NFL team who's at least decent, right? And Kyler Murray is looking more and more like the guy. Like, again, I'm not saying he's Josh Allen, Mahomes, but yeah. you're, you're looking at him and going, okay. You might be able to still win with this guy. You might still be able to consistently go to the playoffs. He can be a game changer um, in big time moments. He has stepped up before. I know he's collapsed before as well, but that was a huge, huge fourth quarter from him. Um, I think if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to have at least a little bit of optimism. You're getting a good draft pick and you have him. All right. Not the worst thing in the world. Um, but, but on the other side of things, um, I think the Bears – they're in a tough spot too. What do you do with Justin Fields? What do you do? Right. He's he's playing his best football right now. And again, Ian, you know me. I'm not a huge Justin Fields guy, but he's at least making a case right now. And it's not because I traded Derrick Henry for him in, in dynasty football, but I think the right. Bears might need to, to keep him as a starter for a while. Well, their fans were chanting keep fields or something like that. Uh uh at the end of the last game against, I mean, they beat up on the Falcons. Um well, yeah, the, fan, the fans, bit. the fans at the stadium seem to want Fields. I, I don't think that's the long term answer, but he has made a case for himself as the season has, has closed over. But I don't think the Bears are winning these games because of their offense. I think they're winning these games because of their defense. Who would you take now? Take contract out for a second because eventually they're they're going to be probably pretty similar, right? Potentially similar. Who do you take if you're building a team? Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? I think Justin Fields. I think I, I think I'd take Justin. That that film story about Kyler Murray from last year, the year before, scares me too much. Sure, I think it's tough, man. I, I, I but again, I think they're both they're both guys who you can win with. They're both guys who at times can make these electric plays, like a, a Lamar Jackson light. But at times, they're going to cost you games as well. Mm -hmm. They're very interesting players. Um, I will say just to put a cap on the on the playoff talk here. If everyone loses, the Packers get in. So if Packers lose, Vikings lose, Seahawks lose, Saints lose, Packers get in. Mm. Um, all right, so it's going to be an interesting Week 18 in terms of the playoffs. A lot, a lot, a lot of meaningful games. Very few games that are completely meaningless. 
Uh, so it'll be interesting how it all shakes out. Um, and I will be celebrating on the show next week when my Falcons are NFC South champions. If you they win the NFC South, I'm buying the T-shirt. I'm buying the hat. I'm getting a poster. I'm my whole background is going to be Falcons 2023 NFC South champs. Insufferable. They'll be will be the record if they if they win here. It's eight and nine, eight and nine <laughs> NFC South champs. I can't wait. Speaking of eight, that is what the Chiefs have done: eight straight AFC West uh, championships. Got a little scary at the end. Got a little scary, Got a little at, the scary end. at the end. <laughs> uh, let's actually uh, stick with that. Uh, are you concerned about the, or maybe I, I think you'd be crazy if not at least a little bit concerned about the chiefs in terms of winning the super bowl. What would, can they win the super bowl? Yes. Like, are, are you confident that they're, that they're equipped enough to go on a run here? No. Right. But can they? Yes. Like, right. it, it, is it within the realm of possibility? Yes. But, but like, what I give it like, even like, um, I'd give it at least a, a 10% chance mm. bordering on 20. I mean, like, like what you saw last week was how they have to play. This is who this team is. Most likely they are going to lose the turnover margin. They are. W- what have they shown us all season long? I know people are saying, well, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. If they don't do this, if they don't have penalties, if they don't have drops and they don't turn the ball over. I go, yeah, but they do like, this is what they have shown us this season. Why would it be different now? I'm not saying they can't do that, but that at that point is the outlier. But what they do do well is they have maybe the best secondary in the NFL, one of the best secondaries in the NFL, at least the best save or the best cornerback combo with um, Trim McDuffie and Legereus Sneed. They lock down anyone. And what they showed me last week was some of the most high level switching off cornerback play I have seen this season in the NFL. Charles and who is stepping up defensively. So defensively, I'm not worried at all. They're great. They're nails. They're locked down. Offensively, run the football. Wild with a Mahomes-led, Andy Reid-led team in 2024 now. Run the football. They're effective with it. Wanye Morris at left tackle, he's a pretty good run blocker. Pacheco is a solid running back. If they run the football... They, they have the best kicker in football tied with Brandon Aubrey right now this season, right? This season. He was six for six. He's good from 60 and in. I mean, I, I, I got to say, Sterling, I get a little concerned when you're making a case for the Chiefs and you bring up their kicker. Of course. I'm concerned too. <laughs> but my, but my, my point is, is that's how they win. If they right. score 25 points, they're winning the game. If they score 21 points, they have a legit shot to win the game. That's how good the defense is. That's how good Butker is. It's going to come down to don't lose, don't lose a turnover margin by two or more. They lose by one or more. They have a really good shot to win the game. I will or say the Chiefs secondary is very, very good. It is very difficult to throw the ball against the Kansas City Chiefs. I pause a little bit, though, saying that they have a very good defense overall because their run defense has not been good this year. Teams have been able to run the. It's the Raiders did it in both their games against them. They've had issues stopping the 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 run this season. I think hey, it was back when the Jets when they almost lost the Jets, uh, the where, Jets ran the ball against them. Where they at in as far as points given up per game? Um, probably pretty high. Let me check. Yeah, third third in the NFL right now in points allowed per game. Yeah. Pretty darn good, right? Yeah, pr- pretty good. I don't give a... I don't, sorry, in 2024, I don't care that much. If you're going to be weak at one spot throwing the football or stopping the run, you, 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 that's the one you want to be bad at. Like... Yeah, 30th in the NFL, though, an opponent rush EPA. Sure. Well, that's that's not great. Sure. How many yards per carry do they give up? Uh, 4.5 yards per carry, 24th. They are third in the NFL in points per game given up defensively. That is elite. In today's NFL, in today's NFL, if you're going to be good at one, pass defense is the one you want to be good at. Well, I think it all depends on the, on the matchups they get in the playoffs. I think that plays a big role. If they play teams that aren't necessarily running teams, they're fine. When they, did they play the Ravens this year in the regular season? I don't think they did, did they? Mm-mm. If they have to play against the Ravens, that's going to be a disaster. I would agree against probably any other team in the AFC. They're probably fine. The Ravens got to be a stylistic nightmare against them, though. Sure. An elite defense, like even 
one of the only small handful of defenses that are better than the Chiefs are the Ravens, and then you have a team that can run the ball against your defense. That's styles make fights. Agreed, man. I mean, I mean, the, the, the two teams I don't want the Chiefs to play are the Ravens, the Bills, and of course, that's the two teams that most likely the Bills, at least, most likely they're playing first round. Yeah, the Chiefs will avoid the Ravens. They won't wouldn't see the Ravens till the conference championship, at least. So, and who knows? They might get knocked out by then because the Ravens have never done well in the playoffs. Yeah. At least under Lamar Jackson. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, I have a lot of Ravens. I'm a Ravens fan. These playoffs, if the Falcons don't make it in, because I have a lot. I was looking through my sports books. I'll be a rich man if the Ravens win uh, the Super Bowl. And by rich man, I'll win like fifteen hundred bucks. So I can retire Ooh. on that. Uh, who is the coach of the year? We brought this up a little bit earlier. Uh, you uh, mentioned that if Mike Tomlin. Uh, and actually, we will talk about this. Actually, let's just tackle this here first. Trevor Rogan says joining in halfway here, but Brock Purdy stinks. <laughs> Does Brock Purdy stink or did he have one bad game against the Ravens? A game where a couple of the interceptions were, were tip balls. He doesn't stink, but I mean. you. I think you're probably still just where you always were, where it's more yeah. system. You could put most yes. quarterbacks in that. Yeah, he doesn't stink, but he again, he's a he's, he's solid quarterback, but he's right. It's a system or anything else. And again, yeah, the game was, I'm not going to say one bad game. Just I don't say typically say one great game all of a sudden makes a guy. He's been solid all season long. And he went up against the best defense in the NFL. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think either of our opinions has changed over the past few weeks, so we don't need to dwell on that too much. But he also says the Chiefs' D line is pretty bad. Stopping the run, they 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 are a defense, especially the defensive line that gets better as the game goes on. Mm. Um, it's like a boxing match, and a lot of it's Steve Spagnolo, where it's uh, first half, especially first quarter, it's a figuring out what are they going to do. First quarter, the Chiefs get down a lot defensively. They're, they're, they'll get 14 points quick, and then all of a sudden what happens? You look up, the, the, the team they play finishes with 14 or 17. Right. They, they, they just adjust so well. Um, defensive line for the Chiefs, Charles and Minahou's really stepping up. They didn't get a lot of pressure early on in that game with the front four. As the game went on, they did. Uh, Carl Loftus has 10 and a half sacks this year. He is who he is, a motor guy, a solid player. He's not um, – uh, a Bosa brother or, or Miles Garrett, but he's solid. Chris Jones is getting perpetually double teamed, which is a, allowing a lot of one-on-ones on the outside with Aminahu and Carl Loftus. And it seems like as the game goes on, those guys step their game up. Uh, it's like their their stamina is so good compared to the offensive line of teams that they just beat you down, beat you down, and then eventually they get it done. Um, so I, I think first half, they're below average defensive line. Second half of teams, I think they're a really, really good defensive line. I mean, the Chiefs are second in the NFL in sacks per game. Uh, obviously, the sacks is more than just defensive line, but I don't. Think they, they send a lot of a lot of pressure. There, yeah. There's a lot of Spagnolo is a is a wizard man. He he is so fun to watch in games. Uh, we were talking earlier about coach of the year, uh, and you might brought up you think it should be Mike Tomlin if the Steelers make the playoffs. Um, who should it be if they don't make the playoffs? Shanahan. Interesting. Shanahan, man, that, that easy, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. Well, again, you. my opinion is either you think Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey's MVP right, or Shanahan's coach of the year. Okay? To, to me, it's that simple. If you don't think Brock Purdy's the MVP and then you don't think Shanahan's the coach of the year, what are we doing here? It's either the system or it's the guy. I've said it's the system. So that by that measure, I think it's Shanahan. So right now, I actually didn't I, I didn't look at Coach of the Year because uh, before I asked that question in terms of odds, because they're actually not offered in New York. You can't bet on awards in New York. Uh, all my MVP bets I place, I have to unfortunately do it offshore. Um, but actually, Stephen, uh, Kevin Stefanski is actually the overwhelming favorite. Minus 950. And I think he should deserve a, a plethora of credit, a ton of credit. Um, because when you look at what he has done, again, winning with four different quarterbacks, yeah. This is very incredible. It's impressive. And their, but, their defense is historically good. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess that kind of ends that conversation. Well, I, I didn't have? know I didn't know he'd be that big of a favorite. I'm kind of surprised by well, that. Well, who do you have? Who do you think? Because again, I I am firmly on board Shanahan. I, I always think it's a little bit unfair when a head coach gets penalized for for slightly exceeding expectations. It's like, what, what did you want him to do? Go undefeated? Is that his only chance of winning coach of the year? We have said almost for the entire season, the, the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think it should be... I think I do think it should be Stefanski. I don't think he should be that big of a favorite. I think Kyle Shanahan certainly has a strong argument. The other name who I who probably didn't quite do enough to win it, but at least I think should deserve a shout out is Shane Steichen for the Colts. Um, yeah. Bringing that team, especially you lose Anthony Richardson early in the year. And all of a sudden, I mean, they win in week 18. They not only make the playoffs, but they have a chance of winning the AFC South, depending on what happens in the Jaguars Titans game. So in uh, this, I mean, the Colts were one of the worst teams in the league last year. Uh, what they draft third or fourth, when was it Anthony Richardson was taken second, third, third right? fourth? Yeah, no, 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 but it, it would have been fourth because it was... It, it was uh, Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson. Yeah. Bryce Young. Oh, sorry. Will Anderson, CJ right. Stroud. CJ Stroud. Two, two, three. It was four. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so Shane Steichen, I think, deserves... And also, we're seeing what has happened to the Eagles since Shane Steichen has left. Um losing both their coordinators. So Shane Steichen's one half of that, but the Eagles are now a completely different team, uh, which is interesting. Um, interested to hear your perspective on this. Should the Falcons fire Arthur Smith? Uh, probably not the biggest storyline in the NFL right now, but obviously uh, I got to talk about my Falcons as much as possible. I'm interested to hear. We don't need to spend too much time on this. We can jump into week 18 here in a moment, but should the Falcons fire Arthur Smith? Probably not. And the reason is, I know it's so fun to say, yeah, that guy needs to be gone. He should be canned. But then who? Who do you pick up as a head coach that you think is going to do a better job next year than, than Arthur Smith? The NFC South is still bad, right? Next year is the same thing. NFC South, might, might, you might win with nine wins. Do you want the continuity or do you want to take a chance that a new head coach is going to come in and win nine or ten games? I mean, you, you're no better than me, Ian. But I, I'd probably give him another year. Um, there's no quarterback, obviously. Desmond Ritter is 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 not the guy. I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. Ian Desmond Ritter yeah, is right. not that dude. Yeah, I was wrong with Desmond Ritter. Yeah, uh, I was um, fooled by his his four starts from last year because what he did in the four starts he did at the end of last year. If he would have played like that this year, we'd be in the playoffs. We would have won the NFC South already, which was make the obvious easy throws and don't turn the ball over and what has screwed him this year is turnovers he he's addicted to throwing interceptions in the red zone lost to the panthers because of red zone interception i think it was the commanders or the bucks one of those games red zone interception late uh or was it the bucks where he like fumbled three times on the goal line in one game desmond ritter did not do what i expected them to do and you were right uh he's a bum and, and so when you when you say, yeah, get the ball to Kyle Pitts, get the ball out to Drake London, it's easy to say, but you don't have a quarterback that can do it. Like at least with the Colts, with Michael Pittman, they have a backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew. He can at least throw the ball out. He can at least get the ball out. He might not right. be a decision maker, but you trust the arm strength and you trust him to at least get the ball out a lot, a majority of the time during the game, and it's going to work out for you. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that in, in Atlanta. And halfway through the season, I said, can the guy, you draft a running back eighth overall, why don't you use him? Well, as the season's gone on, they have gotten B. John Robinson more involved, right? The defense has actually been pretty salty for the Falcons as, as um, kind of an underrated storyline goes. I don't know if you can Arthur Smith for the the GM, if you will, not giving him a QB who can even throw the football. Yeah, that, that, that's not all on him. So I, I think he gets one more year. Yeah, Falcons fans, uh, obviously I follow a lot of Falcons fans in Falcons forms and all that stuff. They want Arthur Smith's head. They're going to be pissed if Arthur Blank brings back Arthur Smith for another year. Um, I wouldn't completely hate it um, because what Falcons fans and what we all kind of expected the Falcons to be, we're going to be a borderline playoff team. And despite the storylines throughout the season, we are a borderline playoff team. That's what we are. We have a chance to make the playoffs, even though it's because of how, how bad the division is. But at the end of the day, we have a chance to make the playoffs heading into week 18. We are kind of what we expected to be. Um, but if there is a reason to fire Arthur Smith, it's because what you said. His B. John Robinson's averaging, averaging over more than a yard more per carry than Tyler Algier, yet he only has like 10 more carries a season. He continues to give the ball uh, to the lesser of the two running backs, and it's an even 50-50 split. Now, if it's like... 0.2 yards more carry or even half a yard more uh, more yards per carry. But a full over a yard more per carry Robinson is averaging. He's still giving the ball to Algier just as many times. Makes no sense. Not getting the ball to Kyle Pitts. Not getting the ball to Drake London. Obsessed with getting the ball to Jonu Smith as, as many times as possible. Those are the things that make me not trust a coach uh, moving forward. We'll see what happens. Um it's it's up in the air whether or not he comes back. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he does come back for another year. I'm kind of fine with either option. 
Um, I think there are probably better candidates out there in terms of a head coaching job. There are certainly worse candidates, though. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, and again, as an outsider, I, I think he's done a, a what was expected this year. It right. might be a different way of getting there. It might have right. been a it looked different, but as far as the actual record is concerned, this is pretty much what I thought the Falcons team right. was gonna it's, gonna be at. So yeah, we were third on the on the odds list, or maybe second. But the second or third in the odds list to win the division. We are underdogs to make the playoffs, and that's basically where we ended up. Yeah. Uh, really quick before we get into our picks for Week 18, uh, Demar Hamlin still a favorite to win Comeback Player of the Year. But this is kind of an interesting topic. Does he deserve to win Comeback Player of the Year? He has played a small handful of snaps. I think he's made two tackles all season. Obviously, he died on the field last year, so <laughs> that's worth noting. Uh, he also, he is on an NFL roster, but he has hardly played, hardly touched the field, hasn't dressed for the majority of games. Um, does he deserve to win comeback player of the year? I actually think no. I don't think he does. Uh, maybe there should be a separate award um, that should be made for someone in his type of situation, but I don't think he deserves to win comeback player of the year, especially with the likes uh, of Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco, um, who, in my opinion, are, are a little bit more to the truth yeah, kind of soul of what the award's supposed to be. Yeah, it's really tough because again, you've never experienced in our entire lifetime anything like this. I mean, right. this this is uncharted waters. I I pulled the quote of what the award is off of again Wikipedia, but this is what the the the, the Ooh, award like this. Okay. this is this is what the award says. Yeah, player player who overcomes adversity to return to remarkable performance in the form of mm. not being in the NFL the previous year, a severe injury, or simply poor performance. So what I got from that, it wasn't return to performance. It wasn't return. It was return to remarkable performance. I guess and the it, argument could be made is returning to any kind of performance, a remarkable performance for a guy who died. Yeah, and, and that's what makes it so tough. I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I... Um, yeah, even Hunter says, what about the guy who had Tommy John surgery this season will finish top five in MVP voting? Now, I think it Brock happened too was, late in the year is the issue. Yeah, I, I, I think it would. Yeah, I'm with if you. If you get hurt in the last game of the season, I don't. Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, you, no. no, sorry. Um, but, but I do think there's a legit case that there should be a different award almost made in honor of DeMar Hamlin. Now, I don't know what that award would be. How often it's going to get used? Is it a guy who has just a, let's say, who was it? Um, Nick Chubb, right? Let's say Nick Chubb comes back next year, and hypothetically speaking, after the, the, the massive knee injury, and we're sitting here going, wow, man, he's not himself. Um, he only plays in a couple of games. Do you give a, a separate award to him, like a guy who had just a brutal injury? Like Alex Smith, if he would have came back and played. Right. I, th- I think, did he win comeback player of the year? He did. He did, but did he deserve right. it? Like, right. is there going to be some sort of award for a guy who has a major horrific injury and it's not maybe the most deserving of that award based on performance, but should get a sort of award for holy bleep. I can't believe this guy's even considering playing football again. Right. Yeah. Great question. Um, yeah, I, I think that is the answer because I, I don't, especially by that definition, you could twist around the word exceptional, I guess, but by that definition, I, I don't think you should win it. Odds makers still have him as like a minus 350 favorite. So not a lock, but probably like 80% chance winning it. it, it it's tough, man. It's almost if if Baker Mayfield makes a play off the Bucks, I think he, he probably deserves it. Yeah. But also Joe Flacco hopping off his couch halfway through the season. And doing I agree with that. It's just that he, he kind of came a little too late though, for me, like I would need it. Like if he did like two thirds of the season, then yes, but like he's, he has looked very good, especially the past couple games, but how many games has he played in six? Is that yeah, enough? He looks way better. They're going to have a weird situation when Deshaun Watson comes back because uh, he's looked better than Deshaun Watson has ever looked in a Browns uniform. I think, yeah, I think it'll obviously depend on how the rest of the season goes. I mean, the Browns have a historic defense. If the Browns, imagine the Browns win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. Or let's just say even go to the AFC Championship game. Right. Well, yeah, win a playoff game. Win a playoff game. Win two playoff games. Be nuts. Um, it is a fun storyline, uh, for sure. Um, even as me, I'm completely indifferent about Joe Flacco, as I think most people probably are, but this is fun. Hey, let's go back to 2008. Is Joe Flacco elite? Yeah, well, if he wins the Super Bowl, then yes. <laughs> If he wins the Super Bowl, he's Hall. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, he's a Hall of Famer. I think he has to be. 
Good old guy from Delaware. Uh, all right, let's uh, break down um, a few games here for Week 18, then we'll get into our picks. Uh, we can rip through these pretty quick here since we're running out of time. Uh, we already kind of covered Texans versus Colts. You like the you you like the Colts? They're one point home favorite. Yeah, I like the home. Win and get in. Yep. Uh, Buccaneers versus Panthers. Uh, so Panthers are five point home underdogs. Don't forget the Buccaneers almost lost to the Panthers earlier this season in Tampa Bay. You think the Buccaneers run away if they clinch the NFC South? Yes, I think the Bucks win this game handedly. I think Panthers cover, but don't win. Uh, Vikings against Lions. Uh, a little bit of an interesting one here. I think the Lions still can get the number two seed. I think they would need to win and maybe both the Cowboys and Eagles lose. Uh, so the Lions do have something to play for in terms of a seeding, I believe. Uh, they are five-point favorites. Vikings need to win to have any hope. They still need uh, quite a bit of, of help, um, but they are still technically live in the wildcard race. Lions are five-point home favorite. Uh, how do you uh, envision that one going? Yeah, I like the Lions. I think they're pissed off, quite frankly, after uh, what happened in Detroit. Now, it's the only way they get the two seed is if they win and the Dallas Cowboys lose. Um, so we'll see how much that actually matters. I mean, the two and three, let's be real. It's not a massive difference right. uh, as it stands right now. You're either playing the Rams. I guess it doesn't matter. The Rams or the, or the Packers. We've talked about the Rams are a pretty salty team right now. Well, um, I would say it might not matter as much in the first round, but where it matters is the second round. Cause if both the two and three seeds win, then the two seed hosts. So correct. Yeah. It might point. be home field advantage in the second um, round. Yeah, I'll take the Lions then. And I, I think the Vikings have just so many issues at quarterback right now. They 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 can't find anyone who can get the ball out to Justin Jefferson. Another one I'll take the Vikings to cover, but the Lions to win. Don't forget, I mean, the other game was in Minnesota, but two weeks ago, the Vikings lost to the Lions. With a, if you look at yards per play, they outplayed them from start to finish, but then Nick Mullins threw four interceptions. Uh, so if he doesn't throw four interceptions, I'm assuming he starts this week. Yeah, but that's um, who he is. <laughs> and the other guy, right. Jaron Hall, can't throw at all. Like, right. it, it looks like you or me out there trying to throw the football. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, saying Nick Mullins to not throw interceptions is, yeah, not really his vibe. Uh, Joshua, by the way, says Hall of Fame is wild. And I'm assuming he's talking about my Joe Flacco take. How many quarterbacks have won two Super Bowls? I think if you win two Super Bowls, unless you're a complete bum, I think you got to be in the unless unless Super Bowl win, uh, rings aren't a uh, like a criteria for a quarterback to win to make it in the Hall of Fame. If it's not a criteria, then sure he's probably not a Hall of Famer. But people always say you got to win at least one. Yeah, but what if you win two? How many it's quarterbacks gonna, have won two Super Bowls? It's going to probably Five, get Eli six, Manning seven? in there. I mean, Eli Manning was the ultimate compiler. It's right. probably going to get him in there. I mean, yeah, and I think well, it should. What's Two Super Bowls is very hard to do. What's the difference between Philip Rivers and Eli Manning? Super Bowls. Super Bowls. Right. Yeah. And Philip Rivers probably won't get in, in, into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Matt Ryan won't because he didn't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lock if he wins with the Browns. Yes. And he, yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying Joe Flacco is a lock right now. He probably isn't right now. But yeah, what Hunter said is what I said. If they win the Super Bowl this year, Joe Flacco is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Bears versus Packers. Uh, you mentioned, I think we both mentioned it earlier. Um, we both kind of think Bears might win this game. Yeah, I do think the Bears win this game. So, Bears defense in the second half of the season has turned into the best, not maybe not arguably the best, but has been a, an elite defense the second half of the season. Actually, since week 10, the Bears lead the NFL both in opponent EPA per play and opponent success rate. So if you look at EPA and success rate, obviously uh, analytics uh, don't tell the full story, but in EPA and success rate, they have been the best defense in the NFL since week 10. Packers defense has gone the complete opposite direction. One of the worst defenses, 25th and 26th in the NFL in those two stats since week 10. Sure, the Packers probably have a better offense, uh, but this is, since week 10, a battle between the best defense and a bottom five defense. I'll take the Bears. Yep. Uh, Bills versus Dolphins, obviously game of the week. Um the winner gets the AFC East, and depending on how the rest of the games go, the Bills might even follow to the playoffs if they lose, depending. And we will know by the, t- the, the time this game kicks off, but uh, most on the line of, of any game could potentially be this one. Uh, Bills are three-point favorite. Um, is it in Miami, too? Yeah. Three-point favorite in Miami. Yeah. I, I, I think the Bills win, though. Wow. I, I think the Bills get it done. Uh, they, they, they have gone so far through a extremely difficult stretch of the season. Mm-hmm. They finished with another tough game. They're battle-tested, man. Uh, they're getting James Cook involved, the loss of Bradley Chubb for Miami. That's brutal. Um, 
I, I, I like the Bills to get it done. So for this game, uh, I placed a, a pretty decent bet on the Bills to win the AFC East like five weeks ago or something, a pretty long odds. So how I'm going to handle it as a better is I'm going to bet on the Dolphins plus three and try to middle it, um, uh, middle it, or at the very worst, hedge it. Uh, but in terms of my favorite pick for the game, I like the under. Both defense are ultra soft. That's what I'm sending you for when you send me oh. the, the – you don't do nope. that. Stick with your guns, pal. Well, no. Not in this. This is literally the perfect middle spot because if the if the Bills win but the Dolphins cover, then it's a double win. So this isn't a complete soft move. If it was uh, soft, then I'd take Dolphins money line. But I'm still kind of on the Bills by taking Dolphins plus three. That's fine. I'm a horrible better, so I wouldn't listen to me at all. Josh says we don't believe he's a Hall of Fame player, though, right? Yeah, but what what does that mean? Like that's if if you take Super Bowls completely out of the equation, no, he's not a Hall of Fame Hall of Fame player. So if you want to make that argument that Super Bowls shouldn't matter for the Hall of Fame, then yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. But we're making the argument Super Bowls do matter, especially two. Two Super Bowls is huge because that puts you in elite company. How many quarterbacks have won two Super Bowls? Nine. He'd be the tenth quarterback ever to win two Super Bowls. And I wonder if any of those nine. We're backups for one of those two. Tom Brady, seven Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, four. Tro- Troy Aikman, three. Uh, John Elway, Bob Greasy, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Jim Plunkett, Ben Roethlisberger, Bart Starr, Roger Staubach. Yeah, elite company. Um, yeah. Um, Bills Dolphins, my actual best bet for the game, though, is the under. Both defenses have been much improved second half of the season. I think it could be a little bit of a defensive uh, battle here as Sterling left and then came back. Sorry, I couldn't do any more Joe Flacco talk. Yeah, that's fair. I don't blame you. Um, all right, let's give out our best bets. Uh, la- or not, we didn't we didn't have a show last week, so no picks from last week. Week 16, Sterling, you went one and two. That brings your season-long record to 23, 24, and one. My season-long record on the show is 20 and 22, which has not been good. Um, my actual record for betting has actually been pretty solid this year, but for some reason on this show, I just give out loser after loser. Uh, so let's see if we can uh, finish uh, the regular season on a strong note here. Um, Sterling, favorite spread bet of the week? Uh, Tampa 5.5 versus Panthers. Yep. I, I, I think they cover. I think they win by a touchdown. Uh, Hunter says Jimmy G has two. Where I guess they were both backups. So I guess the list I was looking at must have been starters. Because yeah, I don't think Jimmy G is going to get in the Super Bowl uh, or get in the Hall of Fame because of his two Super Bowl rings. Is I also don't think he's going to get back into his Super Bowl as a starter ever again. Right. Um. Okay, so you're on Buccaneers minus five and a half against Panthers. I actually like a game that we haven't talked about because it's meaningless. Uh, I actually like Patriots uh, minus two and a half uh, versus the Jets. Um. I actually think the Patriots, and this pains me to say, I actually thought they were a lot better than the record this season. They're like 14th in net yards per play. Uh, both defenses have been very good. Patriots have the best run defense. As bad as both offenses are, I'd give the edge to the Patriots offense. They're at home. Uh, it is a meaningless game in terms of the standings. Um, I'll take Patriots minus two and a half, though. Uh, favorite total bet, Sterling, go ahead. Yeah, I got Chiefs, Chargers under 35 and a half. Chiefs have nothing to play for, yep. but their defense is still really good. Even their backups, like defensively, their backups are still really salty. They're very, very deep. Um, and again, Chargers don't have anything to play for on their side of things. I wonder if they sit Herbert even just to let him finally get healthy. I don't know, but uh, I like the under in this game. I think it'd be 17-13 even feels pretty uh Pretty generous. Uh, I'm going to take the over 47 and a half uh, between the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Um, two of the worst defenses in the in the NFL the second half of the season. And almost every single defensive metric, they're like 30th and 31st. I think the Cardinals are a picture-perfect over team. We saw that last week uh, against the Steelers. And the Seahawks uh, were an overwinner for me last week uh, against the Steelers. I don't know if I said Cardinals against Steelers. Uh, Cardinals against Eagles is what I meant if I didn't say that. Um, yeah, so both teams who have been atrocious defensively the second half of the season, much better offensively. Uh, so I'll take the over 47 and a half between Seahawks and Cardinals. Uh, upset of the week. I'll get mine out of the way because it's obvious. Um, I will go down with the ship. Um, I'll be the captain uh, as the ship sinks, uh, and I'll take the Falcons over the Saints. 
as my I hear opinion. bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> I hear bubbles. Uh, Bears over Packers. I think the Bears get it done. They're playing some solid football, as we've mentioned. I, man, and Justin Fields is fighting for a job right now. He's fighting to try and yep. prove that he deserves to be the starter. Uh, I think Matt Eberflus, to an extent, is, is fighting for his job. I, I wonder how much leeway he has there, right? I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say the Bears get it done. I think the Bears... They, they poor Packers fans. I feel for you. I really do. Because two years in a row, you have a chance and they won't get it done. But uh, that's the way I'm rolling. Chicago comes away with a victory. Yeah, I like that as well. If I didn't take the Falcons, I would have gone Bears. So, uh, yeah, I like that one. But I will go down with the ship. Um, all right. So there you go. That is our show. Uh, NFL week 18, the final week the, of the regular season. And then next week, we can start talking playoffs. Wild card round. Um, I think the my favorite weekend of sports of the year, or at least top three, has got to be the wild card round. Um, some uh, great football. The Falcons are going to beat the Eagles in the first round. It's going to be fantastic. Um, follow us on Twitter slash X at Ian MacBets at HomestretchKC. Sterling, any final thoughts? Don't don't take any game for granted. Even the games that that suck week eighteen, because pretty soon. Football will be no more, and you're going to be sitting there into February, mm-hmm. and you're sitting here going, man, I wish I could watch the Jets play the Patriots. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, let's uh, let's enjoy it. Uh, this is the last big slate of games. Um, the last weekend of NFL Red Zone, which is the best uh, program on television. Um, enjoy it. Uh, and then we'll be back next week for the playoffs. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, subscribe to us on, on YouTube. Uh, give the video a like, uh, rate and review uh, the audio version of this if you're listening to it. Um, best of luck if you decide to bet on this weekend's games. And uh, we'll talk to you all same time, same place next week. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.